Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Catherine, Emily's mom and co-host. <laughs> yes, and this is Macabre Minds. Yes. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we finally got our schedules lined up and finally got the technology out of the way, which took about, what, 20 minutes, half hour? <laughs> yes. Yeah, not an hour. <laughs> not this time. Maybe the first oh, half an hour, I thought I said. Oh. oh. Um, yeah. Well, we're here. Yay. Hey, it's good to see you. I miss you, my daughter. Yeah, we're doing this on Zoom. You could probably tell. Yeah. Um, but you will be here in person in a few days. So that's- I know. Stoked. Yeah. Um. So I figured we'd just record before Christmas and get the depressing stuff out of the way <laughs> depressing stuff is this Not a depressing dep- story oh, it, it's true crime mom so there's a, oh. there's well, a little it, it's yeah. never gonna be happy <laughs> sorry i don't mean to sound insensitive people um okay well i'm oh, a big... wait excuse me yes do you not have a christmas tree or any kind of lights i don't see any i'm in my bedroom I know. Do you not have lights in your bedroom? No. Do you have a Christmas tree in your bedroom? Actually, yes. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. No. I have a beautiful silver aluminum vintage looking tree on top of my uh, our dresser. And then lights are on it. And it has this beautiful glow. And it's just no. so cheery. No, I have a Christmas tree and decorations in the living room. Well, that's good. Um, oh, Tracy's texting. What you doing, friend? <laughs> gotta... that Go ahead. Tracy um, is her co-host on their podcast. Yeah, she's my bestie. Recording with Emily. And we just recorded our episode, last episode for this year, yesterday. Oh. Okay. All right. Anywho, um... So I like a good old tiny case. I keep going good. back to those. Oh, like a cold case? No, no, like it happened like centuries ago. Oh, yeah. Mm. I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> sounds like this interest. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is about um a Russian noblewoman named Daria Nikolaevna Saltikova. <gasps> I know the story. Do you? Is it the story of um Anastasia? We don't know where she really is. No, because that would be Anastasia. Did I not say that? Right. I said her name was Daria. Well, <laughs> I know, but she Anastasia was the daughter of some Russian noblewoman. Yes. No, she was the the daughter of the Tsar. The the king, essentially. Emperor. Mm. Um so no, this is also two centuries apart. They lived. Oh well, I don't know my <laughs> Russian history too well. <laughs> um, this happened in the 1700s. So, as if I know when the other one happened. But that anyway. was the 1900, early 1900s. The Russian Revolution happened, Mom. Oh my it bad. It wasn't as long ago as people think with Anastasia. Yeah, it just seems antiquated. Yeah. Antiquated. Um, yeah. 
you kind of forget that honestly yeah um, so I get a pass on that yeah that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so she was born in March 1730, the third of five daughters. Um, she was not royalty. They were nobles still, though. But she was related to other princes and princesses and statesmen, and her family had a lot of power. Um, she married in the early 1750s to Gleb Alexandrovich Saltikov, um who... salty cove yeah <laughs> like sulfur cove <laughs> people like nickname them the like salty whatever um mm-hmm. but i think it's actually probably pronounced um like not as like salty you know not as emphasized on that part mm. i don't know though mm. yeah. well i was like it's joking spelled- yeah, I was joking when I said salty, meaning like, but it actually is um, said that way. Yeah, I think it's probably saltikov, but oh, people pronounce okay. it like salty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he, anyway, he was a captain of the Russian Imperial Guard, and they had two sons, but their marriage did not last long because he died in 1756 and the the husband did yes of some illness um and that left her a widow at only 25 years old so she became the richest widow in moscow with her Mm. husband's death she inherited their huge mansion that they had in moscow 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 and a beautiful summer home estate called Troitsko, where she lived with her two young sons and over 600 serfs. So what? she said, Serfs? What's that? Serfs, yeah. So, um, serfs were basically, like, slaves, but they had the option, quote, option, to buy themselves out of their Kind of like an indenture, yeah, basically. Oh, they're indentured servants? Kind of. It's like, basically, they get wages, but the nobles kind of make sure it's never enough for them to actually buy their freedom. But they're not slaves because they could technically buy their freedom back. So that's that's basically... So it's a loophole in the slavery thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, Savages. Yeah. (laughs) When she was not running her home of her two large estates, she went on a lot of religious pilgrimages. Um, She was quite famous for apparently being a pious woman, which we will see she really kind of wasn't. But she she gave off that image and maybe she really was religious, but like in her brain at some point she was very warped and did things that were not so godly or you know, we'll see. Oh, uh, terrible. But she traveled to like one shrine to another. She went to Kiev for to look at the religious architecture there. She went to a lot of she donated a lot to monasteries and churches and she never showed any predisposition toward violence or cruelty before her husband's death. So people kind of wonder like what it was. Did people she snap? Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
So this is kind of the legend of what may have happened to make her snap, but she could have just, you know. Oh, when you, sorry, when you first started talking about this, I thought she was going to be the victim, not the perpetrator. He is the villain. Oh, this sounds like a Disney movie. A Disney movie? I don't think Disney would make something like this. Oh, well, I, I guess I don't know what's coming yet, but you know yeah. how they, they always have, like, um, pomp and circumstance. And... Well, the Disney, well, Disney didn't, but Disney now owns the Anastasia movie that they made. I know. Yeah. 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 She's really dead, guys. She didn't escape. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Sorry okay. for the interruption. This is the supposed motive of why she suddenly snapped in her brain, but she could just be, you know, like that. She could have been, like, sick all along, and it just revealed its ugly head. Yeah. Um, So, one day after her husband's death, she met um, Nikolai Chuitchev, who was the grandfather of a well-known poet, um and but she learned that he was actually having a love affair and he was going to get married to this other young girl instead of her and the story goes in this blind fury she sent her like serfs to purchase five pounds of gunpowder which she had mixed with sulfur and wrapped in hemp cloth and commanded them to set their house on fire this what she commanded wait back up she commanded who to her set serfs up? her serfs oh my goodness yes um they refused to do it so she sent two other people to go do it and they claimed they were about to do it but they were caught and had to leave the house so i would claim like, that too <laughs> too keen to like murder these people these poor people yeah so daria then told a group of people to lay in wait on the road for their carriage for this couple's carriage and attack it um but instead these people she hired went to um the captain the man she was seeing and was like hey daria is actually plotting against you she's trying to kill you and so he went to the police and told them what she was up to and she said, oh, it's all a lie. It's not true. It's not true. Um, but she couldn't try any more attempts on his life without looking guilty now that the, yeah. the story is and out. I'm, I'm curious. What <laughs> made him instantly believe what he was told? Like, right. you know, he must have had some kind of inkling to say, you know what? That might be true. There's something odd about her. Yeah. Like, I wonder... Because, you know, I think most people would be so blindsided, they'd be like, no. Yeah. But I guess he saw enough in her or believed the people who told him, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so he escaped and with his new wife. And Oh, well, he's got a new wife anyway. Right. That's what the whole that's what she was mad about, that he married somebody else. Oh, I think I missed that. Listening. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> Sorry. 
I'm looking at my Christmas decorations. Might as like, well be so beautiful. <laughs> the one woman podcast. Oh gosh. Oh god. Okay. Um. Yes. So he escaped with his new wife, and out of revenge, she wanted to kill them, but her opportunity was lost. So the story goes, that's why she turned on, um, torturing and murdering her serfs. Which is what she continues to do. But uh, why punish the serfs? You know, and they're there and they're easy targets. That is sick. Yeah. Because that they're not, I don't know. I just don't get it. I mean, that's twisted. But then again, anyone who commits a murder and crime, they're not in their right mind anyway. Right. She clearly wasn't. Yeah. So I already kind of mentioned like what serfs were but just did you hear that Hilo, i heard something fell off the bed and like crashed to the ground (laughs) Uh uh-oh is that gonna be loud for your neighbors underneath well it's not quiet hours so calm down dude okay playing too hard anyway (laughs) um Okay, so yeah, I already talked about serfs and like what they are, but to <laughs> recap, he's in my lap now. Oh, <laughs> um, I serfs see. lived on their master's land and worked essentially as slaves, but again, the only difference being technically they could save up their money to buy their freedom, even though it was unlikely. And yeah. serfdom in Russia was at an all-time high in the 1700s it wasn't exactly how much land you owned that defined nobles it was how many serfs you had so like this was like an economy for them basically but Catherine the great was about to take the throne oh yeah (laughs) and she wanted the world to see a new enlightened russia and um with modern sensibilities, and she wanted to be seen as a humane ruler. So she wanted to eliminate serfdom outright. Um, she would find that it would be a long, drawn-out process, not something that could be outlawed with the snap of her fingers, even though she was the empress of Russia, you know? Yeah. Because it was long ingrained in their country and their economy, but she advocated for serfs and said that anyone caught killing their serfs would face the law. Um, So this was about to put Daria in a bad position with the empress um, because of the way she liked to treat her serfs. Mm -hmm. Which is no treat at all. Yeah. Apparently, Daria was obsessed with a clean home, especially clean floors. And if they weren't done exactly how she wanted it, she would fly into a rage and beat the girls for a job poorly done. Um, her neighbors reported hearing terrible um, sounds and seeing things like a body being carted out of Troitska, her home, of a girl whose skin was flayed and hair ripped out. Oh my gosh. So it went beyond like, I'm not that any of it is good, but like it went beyond like, 
I'm going to hit you because you did this poorly. Like, she enjoyed torture, for sure. It's hard to imagine. Like, you know, people uh, were just born sinners, and some are so sick. I don't know. It's just weird to, to think. Not weird, but I don't think about people in that era, especially women, being sick like that. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's odd, especially because, especially in this era, you don't think of, like, women didn't have many rights, <laughs> so you don't think of a person in power like that and then abusing it. And Yeah, like, right. Um, her neighbors also heard that Daria locked her maidservants in an empty hut and starved them um, or threw them out in the cold if they displeased her. Oh my gosh. And they would see servants working outside with blood stains like all over their clothes. So she didn't really try to hide it. She was just like, nothing's ever going to happen to me because I'm a noble woman. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the first reported complaint against Daria was recorded in 1757 for the murder of a pregnant woman named Anisa Gregorieva. Um, Daria had beaten her until she suffered a miscarriage. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So she should be convicted of killing two people. Yeah. The unborn child. Yeah. yeah. And um, oh my goodness. And the funny thing is, she called a priest to come do last rites for Anissa. Oh, that's like, right. Why didn't bother? She, you know? Yeah, didn't you say she was like supposedly following different so-called religions or... yeah. Yeah, whatever she was doing sounds pretentious right so the priest came but anisa had died before he could give her the last rites and the priest was horrified by her body and insisted that the police come see it first before this woman could be buried uh -huh. so the police came and took her body for an autopsy and she had a deep wound in her chest and her entire back was blue and swollen Yikes. So clearly, this is not natural causes. Mm -hmm. um, but the inquiry didn't go any further. Um, what? Yeah. Well, I, and you know, really, who would suspect a noble woman who has everything? Mm -hmm. Daria, or sorry, Anissa's husband filed a complaint against Daria that she had forced him to beat his own wife <gasps> during this whole process. Because that is also something she enjoyed, is like forcing others to harm other people. Oh, and they couldn't she refuse her because sick. she's so powerful. Yeah. Um, there were multiple witnesses to Anissa's beating. Um, her husband, the serf who had to bury the baby, the priest, the police, and the doctors who did the autopsy. Yeah. Uh, but Daria found out about this complaint and she told the police to ignore it and send Mr. Grigoryevya back to her and she bribed them. So he was sent back to her estate. This poor man whose wife was just wife and baby was just beat to death was yeah, sent he, he, back to that woman, Daria. Oh man. Yeah. He just was owned by her. Mm -hmm. Um, She then sent him into exile and he died shortly after that. 
I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, I was just going to say, what does that mean exactly? But that's all I could find. She sent him. Like, I don't basically, know if that means like, like an isolated like, cell or if like he literally had the power to kick him out of the country. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it just says exile. And yeah. Um, like I said, Daria didn't just like torturing people. She enjoyed the psychological effects of making others torture each other. Um, she made husbands beat their wives while she watched. So she wasn't on, she liked to participate in herself, but she also liked watching it, which is like even weirder. Sick. Yeah. One of her male servants, Chrysanthos Andreev, he was in charge of overseeing the housemaids for their estate. And one day out of nowhere, she just was convinced he was doing a bad job. So she beat him, threw him out into the cold brought him back in the morning he was nearly frozen and clamped a pair of red hot tongs over his ears and then poured boiling for him and but wait you cut out oh what did she pour over him boiling hot water oh and he was dragged away and died because that's a lot on your body oh you think yeah um Another instance at Troitsko, she threw boiling water on a girl and villagers saw her um, being carted away, this young girl, with like flesh peeling back from her bones from how hot the water was that she threw on her. Oh. Um, she lit a woman's hair on fire, pushed an 11-year-old girl down a stone staircase who then Wait, got- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot just let this gloss over this. She lit someone's hair on fire? Yes, she did. I'm assuming she didn't put the fire out, so I assume that woman caught on fire, like, completely. Um, Unless she stuck her head in something that put it out, but... Yeah. I don't... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So there's, like, incident after incident being recorded of things like that. Um, and actually, a lot of people escaped, a lot of her serfs, and reported murder and torture to the authorities, but they were always dragged back to her house. And she was, Daria was quoted saying, you will not do anything to me, no matter how much you report or complain, the authorities will not do anything to me. They would not trade me for you. Oh, and not bet that was true. She was right. Yeah. Did she contribute in any way, like, financially to people in power? Yes, all the time. Yeah, so there you go. And again, remember, she was related to a lot of political people and mm. princesses and princes. And Wow. Yeah. And she was also really good at buying out people. If priests refused to bury a body, she would get somebody to file counterfeit papers about the death saying, oh, this girl died of sickness. So she didn't have time to make her confession. So she can still be buried. Mm. Um, Because that was a thing. Like, you couldn't be buried if you didn't have, like, a last confession or something. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes she said that girls ran away, but they were secretly buried on her property. The papers for the 11-year-old girl that she pushed down the stairs said that she had slipped. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's believable. Accidents happen. So she didn't face anything 
for a really, really long time, even though she had so many complaints filed against her. And Daria was smart about it, though. She kept a ledger of what she gave to powerful people. She wrote their names, what they received, on what dates. She gave food, money, serves. She's crafty. Yeah. Um, One official even visited Daria to help coach her through these complaints. Like, this is what like a police officer who was in her favor was Mm. like this is what you say this is what you're gonna do to get out of it so aiding and abetting mm -hmm. and she knew she was basically like unstoppable Mm -hmm. um until this one (laughs) worker a man whose last name was Ilian, Mm -hmm. took care of her horses and he had married three times to Katerina, Theodosia, and Eskinia, and all three of his wives that he married were murdered by Daria. Um, so he wasn't married to them at the same time, but like he would marry <laughs> this that. girl and she'd be murdered. And it happened three times, unfortunately, to this poor mm. guy. Um, and he had a lot of reason to report her. Um, and she knew it. So she's told him, if you ever try I will kill you, and the police are not going to help you, so don't bother. Yeah. Um. wonder if she said, I will cut you. The <laughs> truth. <laughs> like, uh, is it, uh, who says, who said that? Not, I want to say Queen Latifah. No, it's not her. No, well, the character's name is Bon Quique. That's it, Bon Quique. Yeah. But the you. comedian, her name's An- Angelina Johnson. Yes, she's so yeah. funny. Um, yeah, she is really funny. Uh, but in April 1762, Ilian kind of said enough is enough. And he and another um, serf uh, named Martinov went to St. Petersburg to make a case against her. And they wrote a letter that was this incredible accusation that in the past six years, Daria had killed more than 100 people on her property. Mm. And they insisted that this letter get to the Empress, Catherine the Great, herself. And this was incredibly dangerous. It was like a suicidal move for them to do that as serfs. But it worked. The story was wild. And it was crazy enough to incite the curiosity of the Empress herself. And she was like, let me see this letter. Hmm. Um, And she read it. And she sent it to the Justice Board of Russia and said, an investigation into Daria needs to start. And Daria, she had to have been, like, freaked out and mad, probably. But the Empress is now watching her every move. So nobody could die during this investigation. She couldn't keep going on as she was. Or Mm -hmm. obviously she'd be guilty. For Catherine the Great, this case came at a really good time because she was currently trying to convince Russia that noble blood was not an excuse to do anything you wanted. And Daria was going to be her great example of watch and see. Uh Uh-huh. So she was warned by her advisors that she had to handle this diplomatically. So... She wanted Daria to be her example, but she also had to be really careful because she was really, Daria was really well connected. Um, 
so she decreed that it would not be handled quietly. She wanted it to be public, but she was going to be very smart with how they proceeded. So Catherine the Great had investigators talk to hundreds of witnesses, and she said, you have to confirm and reconfirm every story and make promises to all these serfs they will not be punished for telling the truth and she offered them protection because she needed it to be like legit she couldn't have like random stories that couldn't be proven true and things like that yeah um so if there was any doubt to anybody's story she had it thrown out um so she was trying to be i mean i give her props for trying to do a proper investigation you know yeah um, Daria insisted, I didn't do anything. I don't know anything. This is all lies. Like, not guilty, not guilty. Basically, the whole time. Couldn't they check her grounds to check for those bodies that people said were, um, you know, that people were missing? And weren't yeah. there rumors that there were people buried in her property? Yeah, there were people buried on her property. So they had to kind of tiptoe around that they couldn't really search her property until they had like enough of um supposed evidence i guess so i think they did eventually search and they did find bodies um but they couldn't do it for a really long time until they had like cause to do it or something um and the board found her guilty of 38 murders and 26 suspected murders so nowhere near the number that she was accused of and that was probably legit but they got something you know yeah um but daria refused to confess and this did worry Catherine the great because she thought the justice board might just let daria go if she didn't make a full confession um she was famously against torture, and she even wrote one, at one point, all punishments by which the human body might be maimed are barbarism. So she really wanted a confession um, mm -hmm. to fully solidify, like, I can punish this noble if she makes a confession, really. Yeah, she wants to make it too legit to quit. Yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> um. She, Catherine wrote to the board, explained to Daria that the testimonies and facts of the case mean that official torture will have to be performed if, frankly, she does not confess. Therefore, send her a priest, a priest and make him accompany and exhort her for a month. And if she does not repent, prepare her for torture. She didn't oh. really intend to torture her, but she was hoping to scare Daria into a confession. Oh, Okay. And the letter went on to say, like, show her the torture chamber to see what awaits her and give her one last chance for repentance. Um, but Daria never confessed. She was like, you will not threaten me to anything. So she never wow. did confess. But she, she not only was she, you know, sick and twisted, but also just completely... Um, Unaf unafraid of consequences yeah. she really i think even with the investigation she really never believed she'd actually be convicted wow what a narcissist i know go. um on october 2nd 1768 Catherine's imperial verdict said 
Having considered the report provided us by the Senate on the crimes committed by the inhuman widow Daria, we have found she does not deserve to be called a human being, as she is actually worse than the most famous murderers, extremely hard-hearted and cruel, not able to curb her rage. Mm. So, Daria was led to a public scaffold in Moscow to hear her punishment from the Justice Board. Um, her sentence was to be read without calling out her name or reference to family in order to completely separate her identity from her family. Uh-huh. So, like, you know how normally they would be like, here lies the prisoner, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. They were not going to do that. They were just going to read her sentence like she was any old normal criminal. Um, uh, so Catherine the Great sent invitations to the public um, for this reading Um, she wanted a public humiliation so she actually sent invitations to all the noble houses and her invitations that would really be bad yeah her invitations were also a threat like come witness what's going to happen to you if you abuse your power under my rule. Mm-hmm. The death penalty was abolished in Russia in 1754, but Catherine could still give a pretty epic punishment, which she would. Mm-hmm. On October 18th, thousands came to the Red Square to witness her fate. She was brought out, bound to a pole with a sign around her neck saying, the tormentor and murderer. Wow. Um, And her sentence was to spend the rest of her life locked underground in a dungeon with no light. Yikes. Uh, She was left up on the scaffold for an hour for people to basically, like, gawk at her until she was taken to her new home, uh, which was a prison cell. She was only allowed a candle during meals. So... So she was, like, mostly in the dark? Yeah. Like, no light, no windows, only... She's lucky in that century that she even received meals. (laughs) Well, they couldn't let her die. Well, no, but, I mean, a lot of times prisoners of that era would just be left to rot in a, yeah open, like, pit well jail. Yeah. Excuse me. Every Sunday, she was allowed to stand under a ventilation tunnel that led to the church to hear a sermon. And other than that, she sat in total darkness day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Um, She lived for 11 years in this isolation. No. And yeah, can you imagine 11 years? No. Just you, no one to talk to. Oh, man. except for when you're eating yeah like, wait pause how old was she when she was put to jail um she would have i don't have her exact age i think it was, it was like late 40s mm, okay yeah hmm. um in 1779 she was transferred to an a chamber carved out of rock and that one did have a very small window um so she could see a little bit, but why was she transferred? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But um, 
children were like dared to go peek in her little window and apparently the story goes that she snarled and spat at them and she never lost her little vicious nasty side when the uh-huh. children came to visit her well, it doesn't go away that's for sure yeah um well he was and then she lived in that little cave for 33 years until her death in 1801 oh my gosh so the rest of her life was not pleasant isolation and she did become a very powerful um symbol of catherine the great's rule of how she flipped the nobility so Mm -hmm. if anything came out of it at least there was the Empress was eventually able... She wasn't able to ever eliminate serfdom completely, um, unfortunately. That came a lot later. But she yeah. did take the nobles down a peg and bring That's accountability. To- I always wondered, why do we all know that name, Catherine the Great? Like, what was so great? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she did it. do a lot um, for Russia, I think. Um yeah, look her up. She's really, she really is an interesting <laughs> figure in history. Mm. She tried to accomplish, I think, like I said, like she it's tried like, to accomplish like, more like, than she could. Like, but she, so yeah, she wasn't able to achieve everything that she wanted during her rule, but she did make a lot of changes to Russia, which are pretty interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting story. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I just think it's wild how those are like huge. Like if that happened today, it would be so huge. And like, we just really don't know things like that unless you dig for it. Yeah. It's true. So oh, that well. that is, that's all I got for today. Well, thank you for doing all the research and presenting it. And I'm glad we finally got to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to meet you or meet you. Geez. Meet you. See you in a yeah, few never days. Seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Well, I hope everyone listening has a Merry Christmas. Yeah. New Year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hope I don't know when we're gonna record again. Hopefully in a few a week or so. So yeah. look out for that. Yeah. Um, I hope so too. Thanks for um, listening. I'm Emily, and I'm Catherine, and this was the great mine. Actually, <laughs> the great, Catherine the great. <laughs> Call you that now. <laughs>